And floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. We're here to help you get those jobs done. The number is 1 888 Money Pit, 888 666 3974. Hey, is saving energy on your mind right now? Would you like to save energy, reduce your heating costs, and protect the environment all in the same time? Well, there's one thing that you can do right now today that can reduce one of the single biggest impacts on the release of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, and it will save you cash when it comes to your heating bill. We're going to tell you exactly what that is in just a minute. And also ahead this hour, your stove's exhaust vent hood. It's with you for every single cooking adventure, but do you really ever pay it any attention? I pay it lots of attention whenever I step up to the stove because I usually need it. Yeah, or you bad cook (laughs) (laughs) Setting things on fire, things getting stuck to the pan. It's very effective that way. Well, yes, you're good at that, and and the Ven Hood's also very good at getting rid of that excess smoke. Well, coming up in a little bit, we're going to tell you what you need to do to help keep your Ven Hood in tip-top operating shape for all of your fire adventures, Tom. And it's been a lonely hole-in-the-wall all summer, but soon you might be ready to use that fireplace again. And if so, you better check the chimney. Water can be your chimney's worst enemy. So we're going to tell you how to inspect it, how to seal it, how to caulk it to make sure it is in tip-top shape when you fire up that first fire on the first chilly night. Yeah, and you might be thinking, caulk, hmm, that's a good idea, but darn it, I don't have any. Well, guess what? This hour, we're giving away a $50 prize package, including GE caulk singles. These are the coolest things. They are one-time usage. No more freezing the caulk to the dispenser in the garage. You know what I'm talking about. So call us right now. The number is one 888 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? George in Utah needs some help with heating. What can we do for you? Oh, well, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I, had, I had a question uh, about some electric panel heaters that I okay. saw in the back of Popular Mechanics. All right. The uh, the little ad advertisement was, you know, save uh, you know at least fifty percent off your your heating bills, and it, it says that it's a low power draw panel heater that you just simply bolt to the wall. It's supposed to you know cost you pennies a day. And I was kind of curious as to if you have any thoughts on that when compared to using gas to heat your home. Is this really going to be the big, you know, the big energy or excuse me, the big monetary savings using these electric panel heaters in rooms as opposed to your natural gas heater and a programmable thermostat, you know, that can shut heat down when you're not using it? Do you remember the name of the product? Uh, Well, I know the website that that was referred to. It was uh, the letter E eheat.com and they they sell them for about a hundred dollars a piece and uh you know and it was basically off of an ad that i saw in the back of popular mechanics george i think the kind of product that you're talking about is essentially a space heater it mounts to the wall and it has it looks uh, pretty cool yeah it usually mounts to the wall and it and it has it's mounts i should say off the wall a little bit so that air flows behind it sort of creates right. a convective loop which is fine i mean you know you can have a, an electric heater sitting on the floor that will do the same thing this is just a wall mounted however this is not designed to heat an entire house it's really designed just 
just to put in some additional heat to one or two rooms, perhaps a bathroom or mm-hmm. a or basement. Or a room that has a lot of windows or not mm-hmm. enough insulation. Yeah, maybe like a Florida room or a place like that. So I think it's a pretty efficient electric heater, but in fact, it is an electric heater and not designed for the entire house, just designed for uh, those rooms where you just need to add some additional heat. Yeah, and, and, and reading the ad, and, and that was why I asked you guys first, because it is a hefty investment at $100 a heater. And the the ad, you know, I think kind of overpitched the product. But that's why I was kind of curious and wanted to ask the question first. All right, well, we hope we helped you out. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Protecting against the overpitch, a wise Money Pit listener. Vivian in Rhode Island, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, I called regarding um, installing electric radiant heat in a driveway. Okay. And what are the pros and cons about it? Well, it's pretty expensive to operate. Has this been a big issue for you in this driveway? Not really. The house no. is about um, 12 years old, and it's on an incline. Oh. And to have the you know the landscape coming in plow when it does when we do have right. a snowstorm, it's inconvenient. Well, what kind, so driveway, nice what kind of driveway the, material is it? Asphalt. Asphalt? Well, you realize that to install the electric radiant, you're going to have to tear up the driveway. Yes. So it's a really, really expensive, you know, solution. And does it really melt all the snow? I mean, how much money would it cost to generate the heat to do that? Well, it does, but it's going to be real expensive to run it. Um and it's going to be real expensive to install it. So you're talking about, you you say you have to have the guy come in and plow, but I think the cost of the plowing is going to be less than the cost of the demolition plus the utility of running this plus the cost of the installation over many, many years. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. It is officially autumn. You are about to get an extra hour, my friends. What are you going to do with your home improvement to-do list with all that extra time? Give us a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT, and we can help you with all of your fall chores. 888-666-3974. Up next, more than 80% of homes built before 1980 don't have the right amount of insulation. Could your home be one of these? We're going to have tips to help you step up your insulation and step down your heating bills next on the money pit radio show money pit. this portion of the money pit is brought to you by ryobi manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer Ryobi Power Tools. Pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller that we talked to on the air. you got to be on the air, folks. This hour is going to win a $50 prize pack that includes these GE caulk singles. And they're basically like, I don't know, like a juice box, but with caulk. Like it's That's a, cool, a good way to put it. It really is. It's like They're I like squeeze s- packs. They're fantastic because there's just enough to do a regular job. You're not dealing with the extra in the tube that you know is going to dry out before you ever get back to using yeah, it again. Let's say like you want to caulk your bathtub. You don't need an entire tube of caulk to do that. No, but these singles, they're fantastic. They're going to make your caulking jobs so easy. I mean, it's as simple as tear, squeeze, toss. No more struggling with the caulking gun. Got to be in it to win it, though. So think of your question. 
questions and give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. You know, caulking is one way to seal up your home and prevent some unwanted energy loss. Another is insulation. You know, adding insulation to your home is the single most important thing that you can do in your house to cut down on energy costs and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. It's good for you. It's good for the environment. Take a peek in your attic. Here's how you know if you're going to need more insulation. The experts at Owens Corning advise that 19 inches of fiberglass bat insulation or 22 inches of blown insulation is what you should have in the attic. So measure it and see if you have either 19 inches of fiberglass or 22 inches of blown insulation. Now, if you find that you do need more, here are a few tips to help you with that project. First, as you move about your attic, remember the age-old insulation adage, walk on wood. (laughs) Don't step on the squishy stuff. Walk on wood. You can put boards or sheets of plywood down for sitting or kneeling while you're actually working on this and cutting the insulation. You want to start at the outer edge of the attic and then work toward the center. Now, if you're in your attic and you already see that you have insulation in the joist cavities, then go ahead and lay your new insulation in long runs perpendicular to the joist, across it, not even with it, across it. And you want to use any leftover pieces of insulation to fill in any small spaces that you might find. And if the spaces between the joists are not filled in or not even filled in all the way to the top, first you want to make sure that you bring the insulation there to the top of the joist level. You want it to be even and add in new insulation to do so. Then run extra perpendicular across the tops. By adding insulation, you really do improve your energy efficiency. You will feel it and you will see the savings in your wallet. It's a fun and easy project that's going to reduce both your heating and cooling costs and keep you and your family warm all year long. If you want some more tips and you want to learn more about energy efficiency and insulation, there's a great website for you. It's www.insulateandsave.com. That's insulateandsave.com. 888-666-3974 is our telephone number. Leslie, who's next? Roger's calling from West Virginia, and he wants to talk windows. How can we help? Hello. Uh, I had a question about uh, uh, getting into replacement windows that has to do with um, triple pane versus double pane. Um, some of the uh, technology is a little overwhelming, and um, I... Uh, uh, I'd like to be able to understand that more clear as to which way to go. Is it necessary? That's a good question, Roger, and the answer is no, because double pane and triple panes are fairly similar. Now, if you get up to a real brutal climate, like you're up in the in the in the high high hills of the north part of the of the country where you're dealing with just brutal winters, you might get a better return on investment. But in your part of the country, in West Virginia, and in most of the center of the country, I would say no. Um, it's not going to be a big difference between double pane and triple pane. What is more important is that the window is Energy Star rated. And it's never been a better time to replace your windows with those that are Energy Star rated because there is a federal tax credit that you may be eligible for, which goes from now until January of 2008, where you can actually get an income tax credit. Of up for, to $500. Yeah, for putting in new windows that are Energy Star rated windows. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so it's a good time to do it. Now, I was also on the Internet trying to understand some of this uh, technology that's new that's come out. Um, I guess some of the gases that they put in between the panes. Yes. And uh, I guess there was two main kinds. Uh, One is a fairly new. Argon and Krypton. Yes, yes. And... um, of those two, I didn't know. You know, you, you know, you get salesman hype, and you don't know what to believe. But also, it was saying that it's not so much how many panes you've got, but the distance between the panes. 
Listen, Roger, you know, there's a lot of science between designing a window that's energy efficient, and I commend you for trying to understand the science, but the government's done the job for you. If the window is energy star rated, you know it's meeting the model energy code. And that and, and th- if you if you go that route, you don't have to worry about what the difference is between argon and krypton and the space between the glass and whether it's got swiggle or whether it's got you, you, I love you know. that word. You know I love that word. <laughs> swiggle. It's my favorite. I've been waiting for you to say it. Exactly. She just loves to hear me say it. Swiggle, 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 swiggle. <laughs> but, but really, Roger, you don't have to do that work. If you get an Energy Star rated window, it's going to meet all those standards for the model energy code. And don't try to, you know, this way you get out from under, uh, you know, what one salesman says versus the other. Just say, hey, is an Energy Star rated? What Energy Star rating does it have? And go from there. Do you have a brand that you would lean toward? Well, sure. I mean, we like Pella windows. We like Anderson windows. We like those good, you know, good quality name brand windows. And it's not just the window manufacturer. You have to make sure that they're set nicely in a good frame. Stay away from aluminum framed windows because they're just going to cause condensation and it's not going to be really good because they're going to hold a lot of the temperature, whether it's cool or hot. Make sure you go for a nice vinyl or wood framed window. Triple pane glass, not necessary. Go for the double pane. And Energy Star rated, that's all you need to know and you'll be really happy. And let them measure for you. (laughs) That's great. That that, that pulls it down into... Put the jelly on the bottom shelf where I can get it. There you go. <laughs> like Roger, that. thanks so much for calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Joseph in New York is going to have a very chilly fall and winter with no insulation in his home. What's going on? Yes, uh, we have a, a kind of an old house here. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, has no insulation. It's a solid masonry building with no insulation. It has uh, furry strips and uh, wood lath and plaster on that. We were wondering if we put a rigid insulation over the plaster okay. and then sheetrock that, okay, so that that would take care of the fire problem. Mm-hmm. And um, if if it would be a, if there would be any condensation problem. No, I don't believe there would be. I mean, that's a technique that's fairly common, actually. Um, let me think about this. Should you put a vapor barrier in? Yeah, you probably should put a vapor barrier in first. Well, actually, the uh, material that I was using, uh, thought of using, is already uh, encapsulated with the foil on both sides. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's isocyanurate foam insulation. Yeah, that should be fine. That shouldn't... Oh, you don't think there'll be a problem with that, huh? No, I don't think so. No, you can put that right against the masonry. You can frame around that and then put drywall on top of that, and that'll seal it up quite nicely. Also, take a look at those windows and doors. If there's this is also a good opportunity for you to think about, you know, replacing some of them that may be particularly drafty. Oh yeah, that's we're going to be doing that also. Yeah, the whole idea was uh, was uh, with the oil being the way it is. You know, we had to really do something here. Yeah, well, I think that's a good option. I appreciate it very much. All right, Joe. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you've got a hard water situation in your home, you're like our friend Aaron in Oklahoma. Aaron, tell us about the problem. Okay. I live on a farm in Oklahoma, and we have uh, well water. Okay. Uh, I've got hard water and uh, mineral deposits, and I know that I can get a water softener and kind of fix up some some of my problem. Right. But uh, I was looking for a little cheaper solution other than my current water filters. Um, there is one. It's called Easy Water. And easy what Water. It, easy Water. And what this is is a different type of water softening system. Easy Water uses electronic frequencies to essentially force the minerals to not stick together. To repel each other. 
That's right. So they float free in the water, run through the the water, and then you know right down the drain. Mm-hmm. And they won't stick to the fixture or the pipes or anything. Okay, so the pipe won't change ionization either. Then that's right. So you can go okay. to the Easy Water website at easywater.com, and these things come with a 90-day money-back guarantee. And okay. they sent me one, and I put it in our shore house, and it worked really well. Is there uh, a lot of uh, all knowledge about the plumbing and stuff that you need to, to install this? Or? If, you can, if you can plug it in and you can wrap a wire around your main water line, you're done. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, give that, well, cool. give that a shot and let us know how you make out. All righty. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Time to head into the bath with Mary in Massachusetts. What's going on at your Money Pit? Hi there. Yeah, um, I got a, 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 an old tub, the Clawfoot tub, and it uh, came with a house, like the house built in early 1900s. And uh, I don't know if the finish is going on it or what, but uh, now when I let the water out, it's like all yellow wherever the water was, not just a water line. And um, also, if I even when it's perfectly dry, if I put a, uh, a, a let's say a bottle of uh, plastic bottle of bleach or detergent in the tub, just to get it out of the way. Does that and work? It, it doesn't leak or anything. But when I pick up the bottle the next day out of the tub, it leaves a big round brown spot. It don't go okay. away. You know, I wonder if you've got hard water. Have you thought about using a product called CLR? CLR. Yeah, it stands for... Calcium, lime, and rust. Yeah, it's a good cleaning product for mineral salt deposits. Uh, It's called CLR. As Leslie said, it stands for calcium, lime, rust remover. Very common product. Been around for many years. Very effective. I'd try cleaning the tub with that and and see what happens. You know, sometimes the old porcelain um, actually gets reasonably porous, and it tends to build up some stains easier than it did, you know, when it was newer. Oh. And, And that's a good way to clean it. Okay, Mary? Okay. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, is your chimney ready for the winter? You know, now is the perfect time to check it for leaks, check it for cracks, and seal it up before the freeze-thaw cycle sets in. We're going to tell you exactly how to do that next. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And have you looked around your yard lately and wondered what you're going to do with all those toys and lawn furniture and garden tools come winter? Well, how about sticking them inside a brand spanking new 8x12 shed from Lifetime Products? It's got double wall, heavy-duty panels with steel reinforcement. It's got a steeply pitched roof. It allows for the drainage of rain and snow. And it's even got skylights. And well, the best part... What in a shed? Skylights, of course. I know, right. You could live in this thing. If you get Seriously. yourself in trouble with the wife, you could move in. It's you very comfortable. You put your teenage kids in there. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> The best part of this, though, is that you could win it for free by playing the My Home, My Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure Game and Sweepstakes live right now at MoneyPit.com. 
Woohoo! That is correct. We are celebrating our brand new book in a big way. We're giving away hundreds of prizes just like that with this promotion, and it's being sponsored by Lifetime Products along with Renai, Easy Water, and Monkey Hook. You get to have some fun. We're going to test your home improvement knowledge in the process of your possibility to win a prize, and you could even win our grand prize of $5,000 cash for you to do whatever you like with, you know, maybe that home improvement project that's always just been a little out of reach we want to help you get that done so go to our website now moneypit.com to play and enter today 888-666-3974 leslie who's next now we're going to talk to kathy in south carolina who's dealing with a central air conditioning problem what can we do for you well it seems that uh, i have too much of a suction on the filter and the filter's being sucked in not all the way in but this just doesn't look right to me so i thought i'd call you folks you always have good solutions okay kathy what kind of a what kind of an air conditioner are we talking about here it's central air central air mm-hmm. all right and what kind of filter do you have what kind of filter it's a fiberglass filter fiberglass yes and uh-huh. where are you installing the filter is it is it in the blower compartment for your furnace or is it in a register you know somewhere else in the house Yes, you're right. It's in a register in the living okay. room. Well, okay. Well, you know, there is a tremendous amount of intake onto that onto that register. And the filter that you're using, is it held inside of sort of like a cardboard frame? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a, you know, a good quality filter, um, it needs to be supported on all four sides. And that may be, you know, it may be part of the mounting that's causing this to sort of buckle in. Um, however, what I'll tell you about these filters is as good as that filter is, it's probably not doing a very good job cleaning your air. The best kinds of, of air cleaning system would be an electronic air cleaner, which would be mounted not at the register, but at the furnace itself. And these electronic air cleaners uh, can take out right down to virus-sized particles in the air. You'll be doing uh, a lot less house cleaning, there'll be a lot less dust, and it's a lot healthier. So fiberglass filters are okay. They're the, they're the sort of the cheap way out. But if you really want to have a filter that's going to do a really good job scrubbing your air, you need an electronic air cleaner. April Air makes uh, really, really good ones. That You can check them out at aprilair.com. And the filters in that device, you know, are meant to be changed once a year, not like the other one, which is every month, practically. Once a month, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. You do such a wonderful service. I do appreciate it. I'm, I have a chemical sensitivity, so it's very important that I have clean air. And Oh, you're going to enjoy well, that product. So yeah, much. check it out. Thank you. All right, Kathy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, before winter sets in, it's a good time to check your chimney to make sure it's in tip-top shape. Here's a simple solution that can help you prevent your chimney from sort of crumbling and cracking. You know, a very common weak link in any masonry chimney construction is the crown. Now, that's the cement that sort of covers the top. It's in between the flue, which is the terracotta part that comes up through the middle and the outside edge of the brick. And that crown takes a lot of punishment. If it starts to crack, which they very often do, water gets inside of that, and then it freezes, then it starts sort of blowing your bricks apart. It will cause them to crack and spall, which basically means they deteriorate. So what do you do to fix that? Well, you need to caulk that crown. Now, this is a job that's pretty easy if you don't mind the height. If you do mind the heights, you want to get somebody that doesn't mind the heights to get up there and do it. But basically, you're talking about the very top of the chimney, the space around that flue, and between that and the outside brick or block of your chimney, you want to caulk those cracks, seal them up nice and tight, and that will do an amazing job of stopping water from getting in there. And Leslie, you know, in all the years I was a home inspector, mm-hmm. I used to solve chimneys that leaked like crazy. 
by just doing that one simple like $10 repair. Just, Which is so crazy because it could cause you know hundreds of dollars, if not more, in damage to your home. Da- and it could be dangerous if the chimney really deteriorates. You know, it could be very dangerous to uh, to use. So a simple fix that will save you a lot of money and keep your chimney in good shape all winter long. Well, make sure you take care of that. This way you can enjoy those cozy fires instead of worrying about the secret dangers of what's going on behind there. Hey, coming up, your stove's vent hood. You know, it quietly does its job day in, day out, dinner after dinner, but it rarely gets the attention it deserves. We're going to help you show your appreciation by keeping it in tip-top shape, so stick around. You're You're listening listening to Extreme Extreme How-To Radio. The Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, could you use five grand for your next home improvement project? How about five grand for your next, like, anything, you know, trip, whatever? You could win that and more by playing our brand new My Home, My Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure Game and Sweepstakes online right now at moneypit.com. It's sponsored by Renai, Tankless Water Heaters, plus there are over 200 additional prizes from companies like Easy Water, uh, big, beautiful storage sheds from Lifetime Products, and wall-hanging hardware from our pals over at Monkey Hook. Check it out today at moneypit.com, and you'll have some fun. It's a home improvement trivia contest, and if you get it right, you can enter to win some pretty big prizes. All right. And if you win that five grand, you know, you can buy a whole heck of a lot of soap and you could use that soap to clean your vent hood. We've been talking about it all this hour, and it really is as simple as that to keep your vent hood of your stove operating clean. The filter in your stove vent hoods, they do need regular attention. It's not something you could just ignore and be like, oh, it'll keep working. And it's not a hazard in any way, shape or form. It could definitely be a hazard. All of that oil and and residue gets stuck on there and it could definitely become a fire situation. So you want to give it the attention it deserves. If you've got those standard filters, go ahead and clean them with a degreasing solution followed by warm, soapy water, or even just put it in the top rack of your dishwasher. If you have a unit that has those activated charcoal filters, make sure you replace those filters on a regular basis. If you do that, every adventure in your kitchen will be a safe one. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Let's get back to those phones. Leslie, who's next? John in Massachusetts finds the money pit on WPRO, and you've got a chimney situation. What's happening? Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. You're so welcome. Uh, How can we help? Uh, I have a, um, a wood stove in my cellar, and it goes out to an outside chimney. I'm having water coming through. When it rains real hard, I have water coming through on my trap door uh, in my cellar. I'm really, uh, right now, I I even have a a gutter, a piece of gutter that goes to my sump pump from that trap door to catch the water. (laughs) You have a whole little uh, setup down there, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. (laughs) Well, a couple of things that you want to do, John. First of all, um, the most common place that water gets in around a chimney is at the chimney cap. That's at the top. And this is a little concrete shelf, so to speak, that goes between the edge of the brick and the middle of the chimney liner. So you need to check that first. 
The second thing that you should be checking is the flashing around the base of the chimney to make sure that the flashing is properly installed. In a perfect world, you're going to have flashing and counter flashing. So the flashing comes up from the roof, lays up against the side of the chimney, then counter flashing that goes in the chimney mortar joint and then back down over that. So you have two pieces that sort of work together and can take the expansion and contraction. And then the third thing is to examine all of the mortar joints around the chimney itself to see if you have any deteriorated places where, where water is basically seeping in there. And if you see those, then you need to repoint. Um, lastly, you could consider putting a chimney cap on if you don't have one already, because that some of those tend to be big enough that they sort of act like an umbrella on top of your chimney and sort of slow down the volume of water that uh, gets to attack it directly. Does that make sense to you, John? Yes, it does. I have a cap, and it seems that it only comes when it rains really, really hot. And I've diverted my my uh, uh, my downspouts uh, away from the house because uh, when I first bought my home, I I had a problem with that. And I was getting a lot of water in, in, in my in that in that area. And that and, did the trick. And that did you know it helped some, uh, but when we have a lot of rain, like we just had some rain here in the northeast, uh, you know, yesterday and today, and I had some water coming down through that trap. Uh, and I've heard you before, and it would probably have nothing to do with the water level. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm to the point where I wanted to dig around the house or around the foundation. Yeah, generally not needed. I'm sorry? Generally not needed. Not needed, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll check those flashings, though. I, I didn't really check the flashings on the crown. Yeah, start, start up and work down. Remember gravity. Okay. <laughs> and it could just be that the wind is moving the roofing material and causing something to unsettle with the flashing. So it could just be in circumstances like that. So look at all of the surrounding areas where the chimney comes out of the roof. Excellent. Very good. All well, right. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. George in South Carolina, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Yes. Uh what it is is that uh we had an air handle replaced in the loft, and the outside heat pump was also replaced. Okay. The, uh, the air handler was replaced, and the outside heat pump was replaced. Okay. We have a 2,400-square-foot house. My question is, uh, it's not getting as cold or cool as it should be on a hot day. I'm losing ground. Okay. And uh, what I wanted to know, the question was, uh, what should be the temperature coming out of that uh, register inside the home? Oh, good question. It depends, uh, George, on what you set the thermostat out, but more important that the temperature that comes out is the difference between the air coming out and the air going back in. What you want to do is measure the temperature of the air at the supply and measure the air temperature at the return register. And the difference should be 15 to 20 degrees. So, for example, if it is uh, uh, going back into the register at, say, you know, 85, 88 degrees, it ought to be coming out at 70 degrees. Yeah. And if you, if you don't have 15 to 20 degree differential, then your system is not working right. You need to give it some attention. And that, in that case, I would call a pro. Yeah. Uh, is there any question on uh, these, uh, an air handler? And the heat pump not being compatible as far as they're three and a half ton units, both of them. Okay, and they were both replaced. And so, if the HVAC Pro did their job right, and that they would have put back in the same size units that they took out. Well, yes, that's true. That is true. Mm -hmm. But the uh, fact is that they're a different brand. That doesn't matter. 
Okay. Yeah, not as much. Uh, I I tend to think that this is an issue uh, with refrigerant more than anything else. That's why I would measure the supply and the return air and see if you get that 15 to 20 degree difference. If you don't, get it fixed. All right. Before yeah. it runs out of warranty, too. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, a damp basement. Is that putting a damper on your bonus space? Well, don't fret. We're going to tell you what you need to know to keep that space nice and dry next. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Hey, got a great column appearing this week in uh, our AOL section at moneypit.aol.com. It's all about how to create the ultimate home theater in your own home. You don't have to leave the house to uh, to go to the theater. We're going to teach you how to do that uh, in the new column on aol.moneypit.com. Check it out today. And if you're surfing the web, go to moneypit.com. You can always email Tom and I your questions or your home improvement dilemmas, and we will answer them just as we do every hour of the show when we jump into our email bag. And we've got one here from William in Hillsborough, New Jersey, who writes, I have a finished basement, but it feels damp and smells a bit moldy. What do you recommend to do? I'm thinking about installing a dehumidifier. What type do you recommend? I have also heard that I I should install a heater in the basement in order for the dehumidifier to work well is that true hmm no actually you don't need to heat it but i will say that when you have heat in the basement remember that uh, the amount of moisture that your air can hold it will hold more moisture when it's warm than when it's cold so that's why cold air feels sort of damp and wet at the same time and warm air not so much in your case what i would do is consider putting in a whole home dehumidifier which will be installed william into the hvac system so basically that's if you've got central heat yeah central it will dehumid- it'll dehumidify the, the entire house not just the basement uh once you get it nice and dry though you're going to want to finish it and to do that you're going to end up putting some heaters and if you don't use the basement uh, all the time so you you don't have to have the heat on 20 24 seven. Um, I would recommend electric resistance heaters. It's about the only space uh, in the house where I would tell you to install electric heat, but I do so because you don't need it on all the time. And it's the least expensive way to add some heat to that space. So between that and the dehumidification, it will be in good shape. All right, we've got another one here from Suzanne in New York who writes, I bought a granite vanity for my bathroom. Uh, There are now several dark spots on the countertop, presumably from a dripping soap dispenser. I don't know how to remove the spots. Do you have any ideas? Uh, Yes, great website, stonecare.com, has Mm -hmm. lots of good granite cleaners. You know, granite is something that you really have to maintain, Susan, on a regular basis. And it's like the biggest secret that no one ever tells you. Well, you think it's granite, it's rock. What could go wrong? Well, what happens is it's so really darn poor that if you don't clean it and then seal it on an annual basis, um, it does stain very easily. So that's a good website to find some specialty products uh, for this problem, stonecare.com. 
All right, we've got one from Doris in Sheridan, Wyoming, who writes, I have a 1970 modular home built on a poured concrete basement. Some of the exterior siding comes close to the ground and overlaps the foundation. We replaced some of the damaged siding and put in new insulation last year. We found a lot of insects behind the siding. Can we seal the space where the siding overlaps the foundation with caulk, or is this going to trap moisture behind the siding? Hmm. Let me think about this. Poured concrete basement, siding overlaps. That's correct. Found a lot of insects behind it. Uh, I would suggest, Doris, that the reason you probably have so much of an insect infestation problem here is because it's a very damp space. I would be careful to keep at least six inches between that uh, bottom of that siding and, and the, the top ground. of the soil. And I'd also be careful to cut back any bushes, trees, or shrubs that are around there to let some light and some air get in there. If the space is dry... The bugs are not going to want to live there. Trust us on that. All right, Doris, I hope that helps and enjoy your modular home. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of good ideas. If you've got some additional questions on your home improvement projects, you can go to moneypit.com and search for the answer right there or click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon, email us, and we will get back to you the next chance we get. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.